0: Hey everybody my name is bob and welcome to the late night playlist go ahead and grab your favorite adult beverage and get ready to talk about the album of the week with my friends and me let's get started hey good evening everybody welcome to the late night playlist my name is bob and i have three of the drunkenest ugliest meanest (laughs) what's what's the (laughs) What are your chosen adjectives slash adverbs this evening, gentlemen?
1: I go by fat, bald, and ugly.
0: Fat, bald, and ugly. (laughs)
2: Uh, Back in Ohio, whatever, however we can work an adjective into that. (laughs)
0: That, that, That's pretty much an adjective, back in Ohio. Uh, Back in Ohio. Right. Fair enough. All right.
3: I said I was complacent.
0: Complacent. Okay. <laughs> you just you just didn't say it loud enough for us to hear it, which was the complacent part. I get it. I'm
3: I'm trying to be good.
0: I understand. I understand. <laughs> Believe hey, me. I'm I'm
2: representing tonight. By the way. Oh, looky there.
0: I yeah. I definitely understand. I've been. Uh, I was. Uh, I was editing uh, some uh, some badlands earlier today. I understand. So. <laughs> I'm I'm on board with that. All right, so tonight we're (laughs) going to talk about uh, uh, Pearl Jam 10, right? Right. I almost almost said Pearl Jam 1, and that's the wrong band. So Pearl Jam 10 is what we're going to talk about tonight. And does Eddie Vedder live in a gated community or not?
3: (laughs) There you go. The
0: question of the day
1: he's made enough cash that he certainly
0: could have over the he could, years he can so, certainly live inside a gated community. Uh, i'm
1: assuming he's made enough cash based on a number of albums they had yeah. and all these concerts that they sell out
0: so, right so. you know i found something very interesting when i was looking through this i everybody knows who eddie vetter is all right except for except for maybe two or three people in uh in the former soviet union right but uh um He's not the main songwriter for Pearl Jam. I did not know that until, until I started paying attention to them for this album.
1: Stone Gossard?
0: Yeah, Stone yeah. Gossard. Yeah. I believe it. Who's the other guitar player? Uh, Mike McCready. Mike uh, McCready, um, yeah. I just assumed that Eddie Vedder was the uh, one of the main songwriters.
1: I think – I I'm, I'm sure he's got a lot of the writing credits on a lot of the songs for lyrics, or
0: oh well, yeah, I mean, i would be
1: writing all the music, but yeah. it's. But I've seen that in a number of bands where it seems like the guitar player, is the one who writes most of the, most of the music, for the bands. So, right. Uh, we could talk about Boston, but he's the guitar player. He's the keyboard player. He's the drum. He's everything except the lead singer. Right. I get
0: confused by Boston. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Even though there is a band that go was on tour but i think in the studio it's basically the two guys
0: right and he basically does write all the songs yeah anyway back to pearl jam back to pearl jam so what what where'd they come up with the name who knows that
1: i have no idea because there are 11 songs on the album so i don't know where 10 came from
2: right I thought you meant, where did the name Pearl Jam come from?
1: I'll, I'll take
0: an answer to anything at this point. Oh, okay.
1: Well, I do I do know the name Pearl Jam came from. It okay. came from one of them's grandmother used to make psychedelic jam. I think her name was Pearl. That's a story I heard. Whether that's true or not, I don't know.
3: I wonder what is meant by psychedelic jam. Did it look psychedelic <laughs> or did it make you feel psychedelic? Or both? it
1: could be both. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't have to be in either or world, Tom. It can be both and. It could be both. You know? Okay. <laughs> or what is your research show, Bob, where the name I, Pearl I, Jam comes from? I,
0: I actually did not look it up. Oh, okay. okay. No, I, That's I, a
1: story I heard. Maybe totally inaccurate, but that was the story I had heard. For the name. I know God. what the
3: name of the band was before Pearl Jam. What's that? Mookie Blaylock. Mookie I did Blaylock. not know that. Named after, uh, I think, a Seattle Sonics basketball player.
1: I believe. Now, 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 that's a good question. What was Mookie Baylock's number? Does anyone know? Might have been 10. Yeah, that's what I'm wondering. So I'm going to look number on 10. The- there we go. <laughs> there All we right. go. <laughs> I think we've solved the mystery of the album name then. There you so.
0: go. Yeah. Yeah. Mookie, number ten. When, but apparently he was not. uh, He was number ten when he played for the New Jersey Nets. Is there a team called the New Jersey Nets? I can spell basketball.
1: I'm pretty certain there (laughs) is. Yeah.
2: I can't either spell basketball or name any of the teams.
0: So I'm
2: really hurting.
0: I don't know, but he was at least a number 10 at some point in time.
3: <laughs> well, and it was, uh, let's see, he played for New Jersey, Atlanta. They must have been fans, I mean, when he played for Golden State. Right. had been, yeah. That,
2: now, that be I'm cheating.
3: The I'm
2: cheating here, and I, I looked it up on Facebook. Or not Facebook. Good God, you can't get anything out of that. But You looked it up on, on
0: MySpace on my space, (laughs) yes.
2: Wikipedia. And they said that uh something about they came up with Pearl and that uh the Pearl Jam was uh something about uh going to a Neil Young Neil Young concert and he extended his songs a lot of times in concert and that he just called it you know jamming. So they're like okay well we got Pearl and we got jam so now we got a band name.
1: All right then, the story I heard is probably radically and totally inaccurate. My apologies to the band right? <laughs> and anyone who had a grandmother named Pearl that made you know hallucinogenic jam. So,
0: what was the uh, what was the band that had the uh, song about uh, naming their daughter Minnie Pearl? I don't know
4: that uh, no, I- Oh,
0: that. it was a. Uh, uh, punk rock girl was the name of the song and who, who was the, uh,
3: dead, the,
0: the dead, milk milk yeah. dead, milk dead, milkman. dead milkman. Yeah. Dead milkman. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. So you, okay.
2: I'm going to own up to something here. And, uh, I had never listened to this album and I probably had only heard, uh, what were the two big songs on it? One's Jeremy and, uh, alive. Uh, Alive, I thought there was another one. Um, uh, I'll figure it out anyway. Uh, I'd only ever heard those songs a handful of times, and I know you guys are thinking, Brett, what rock were you under? And my answer to that is engineering school, yeah. that was the rock <laughs> I was under.
1: That's so, no damn excuse. <laughs> <laughs> I am up in college, and I was in engineering school too. Uh, I know,
2: so. I know, even flow. I, I, even, that's the one. Yes, that's the one I was thinking of. Um, I know this is going to sound terrible, but I like sort of kind of drifted away from life and, and <laughs> a civilized society there for a while in engineering school. And I wasn't paying any attention to anything. Um, it's kind of my coping mechanism. Grad school was worse. Uh, so this one flew under my radar is the is the takeaway. So when I got out, um, I had the opportunity to kind of play catch up. So I was, I was kind of catching up with Nirvana, catching up with, with everybody else. And I think I'm going to say, Bob, I'm going to say something. I think everybody's going to hate me for the first time I heard Pearl Jam or anything about Pearl Jam was about them protesting. And they were, I forget what they were protesting. I don't know if it was
3: uh they, They're protest anything. Doesn't
2: matter. Yeah, Ticketmaster, whatever it was. And in my head, I got, okay, these people are kind of like Bono and you too. <laughs> they're, you know, they're more about the protesting than they are the music. And I just kind of didn't listen. That was it. I'm like, okay, you know, you're more about the protesting and the visibility and the get the word out about whatever you're your topic is and that's fine i you know say what you want to freedom of speech man rock on i just got that image that's what they're there doing now and it's not about the music so i didn't listen um
3: that was me and pearl jam what did you think coming back to it uh and hearing a lot of it for the first time
2: uh great question and uh, as grunge acts went, I thought they were very good uh, I couldn't understand a word he said I had to look up every every song set of lyrics to try to figure out what they were saying My guesses were wrong every time I guessed it um, <laughs> I tried to listen to this. You guys know how I run and listen to these things. And and all I was getting really was the music. And vetter has got a nice, deep voice. I mean, there's no question. Um, kind of as I was getting ready to, to to do this, I was trying to get a little bigger, broader picture of him than just this album. And uh, I saw him performing with the surviving members of The Doors. And oh my gosh, you know, this guy's, this guy sang some door songs just magnificently.
3: I mean you just, understand the lyrics?
2: I knew those lyrics, so I knew them going in. <laughs> so I had an advantage. So,
3: so the mumble didn't get in the way there. The mumble didn't get in the way. You know, I,
1: I've heard him sing a few songs live where it was just crystal clear what he was singing. And I was just like, okay, so it's kind of a, a stylized choice to do the kind of mumbly rumbly thing because <laughs> he was doing some other stuff and it was just crystal clear while you could and it it, it sounded great too you know it right. wasn't like he lost his voice trying to sing it clear but brad i will back you up to a, over the years i have lost count the number of times i've listened to this album and now i'll admit it's probably been a few years since i listened to it before listening to it again for tonight's podcast but so 30 years I've been listening to this album, roughly. I still don't know what some of the words are on some of the songs. You know, I'll be, I just mumble through them as I'm
3: I'll tell you, this, this is one that I liked it when it first came out. I really enjoyed the album. I thought it was great. It didn't age well for me. And it's really? like today uh, I will get a hankering to go listen to some Soundgarden and it it, mm-hmm. it still is as good um one that I didn't really get into back in the day Alice in Chains I I listen to a good bit now it though to me and this is just my opinion those things aged very well for me Pearl Jam was kind of like one of those bands that first album I really enjoyed second album I kind of enjoyed and then uh Uh, every other album just did nothing for me and i Mm. kind of lost interest in the band and you know coming back and listening to it it, you know it was i wanted to rip it off and throw a doors (laughs) out now
1: see i was about to say and i'm this was not my pick just because it it's one of the classic grunge albums of our era in younger years no question i said it's been a few years since i listened to it and i i was going to comment that listening to it now i'm forgot just how solid an album it actually was you know
3: uh, and it was it was great album yeah I, i loved it it just didn't age well it's not one i have a hankering to go back to gotcha so, Tom, can I I'm a, I'm a, uh,
2: I don't mean to uh, uh, put you on the spot, but what about it did you like in 91 that maybe doesn't sit as well, sit as well doesn't, isn't the right way of saying it, but what is it that you
3: don't think aged well? What can you put your finger on it exactly? Uh, I, I don't think, I, you know, I can maybe make an analogy. I felt like I was stuck in an elevator listening to Muzak um and i kind of really and honestly (laughs) i feel the same way about nirvana and that's not going to be a
1: a, a, uh well i'm not a fan of nirvana a a positive
3: opinion but to me there was uh, that that whole grunge thing hit it hit hard and there was some really great music that came out some of it was great back in the day and 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 others of it to me was just more classic, and aged better. And I I go like Soundgarden. I can throw that on anytime.
1: Uh, I see. Here's the thing. I don't. I know that Soundgarden got lumped in the grunge, but to me, Soundgarden was metal. It was yeah. heavy. It Probably. was hard. Yeah. I mean, it's. Uh, and I know they got lumped into it because they're from Seattle and they played a lot with these bands and stuff right. like that. But it always just seemed like a much harder act yeah sound garden
3: did much heavier. Now, i will tell you the while while the studio album didn't age well for me they put out a, a a box set uh a long time ago uh pearl jam live at river gorge or something like that mm-hmm. and a, a massive box set like 10 cds or something like that I probably do revisit that a little more. It was okay. it, to me it's a little more exciting live in concert. And uh but the studio albums I, I
4: No, I just do can don't understand go it. back
3: to
1: because there's a lot of bands, I'll go to their live albums before I go to their studio albums. So that's not to me that makes sense. I, I guess I just like the kind of dynamic aspect of the live shows
3: better. They're a little less refined and a little more raw. When did this come out, Bob? Was it like 91? 91. Um, 91. Wow. Okay.
0: Does anybody remember so, what they were doing in 91?
3: Oh,
1: I bought this album. I remember a, that. I so, <laughs> studying, That's studying art,
3: studying yeah. art, trying to become a good citizen. Yeah. I was under that rock. Still working it. <laughs>
1: yeah. So, so, my story of buying this album was I was at a used CD shop over on High Street in Columbus, and I don't remember which one it was, going through their new new stuff that they had and there was this album Pearl Jam Tim never heard of the band never heard of the album it was only a couple bucks CD I thought well for a couple bucks I'll I'll pick it up and try it then listen to it and went whoa you know blew me away and it wasn't too long after that you started hearing them on MTV and things like that and they exploded so I suspect this CD was probably uh, that I bought at the time was one that was sent to a radio station or sent Someone who listened to it and said, eh, that's not really our thing, and just
3: then dumped it at the mm. uh, so U C D store. Brett, you what are you doing? We see this arm motion.
2: <laughs> so and, uh, okay. Is it your okay. arm, Brett?
3: It is my
2: arm. And I know that the that, that the audience does not want to hear my cat meowing. So as long as ah. I keep <laughs> As long as I keep
0: brushing her, she so won't meow. Pet, you're, you're your cat pet. meowing is a strange euphemism. What does that mean? <laughs> he, he's petting the
2: kitty. <laughs> so as long as I keep petting her, she's a long hair, and as long as I keep petting her, she'll stay quiet. But if I quit petting her, she's, she's going to be meowing her head off and, and uh, ruin the show. So <laughs>
1: Oh, oh. we ruined a show, it won't be because of the cat. Yeah.
0: <laughs> that, that cat will have to work really hard to ruin this show. Yeah, that's
1: the second half of the show is totally edited out. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
0: The the second half of the show will strictly be cats meowing,
2: (laughs) and the ratings shoot up. And I'll be doing they'll be doing
1: it they'll be doing it in tune to even flow. It'll be that's right. (laughs) Nothing, Nothing but improvement. So I'm looking on Spotify, and I'm looking at the various tracks on the album to see which one got the most play. And it looks like it's alive with 393 million. Almost three hundred ninety-four million plays. Oh,
4: <laughs> I, I, I guess I'm bringing it I up. I got a mouthful
1: kind of, of rocks. I'm kind of surprised it wasn't Jeremy because that seemed <laughs> to be the big hit off the uh, album. Yeah, yeah, and uh,
0: well, you know, you know, uh, I wonder, I wonder if that has changed over time. You know, because be. Spotify just came out when 2010 ish uh not certain how long they've been around
1: but yeah okay but definitely a lot less than the album's been around
0: right so So maybe maybe jeremy because i know jeremy was definitely the the big play on the radio back in the day oh yeah Yeah. oh yeah back in mtv times well Uh, if you
3: and i'm looking at a a wiki page uh, about grunge albums that came out in 91 i mean so you had never mind you had pearl jam 10 and you had Bad Motor Finger all came out uh, same year. Um, pretty good album. Then you had the Alice and Chains came out in 92. And a bunch of other stuff that I just never got into.
1: Uh, yeah, there's a bunch of the grunge stuff. I don't know. Some of it I learned from um, the single soundtrack that came out, which had a lot of the Seattle bands right. on it. And, you know, Mud Honey and stuff like that, which I was definitely not familiar with. Prior
0: to that, right? Well, I mean, Probably. Pearl Jam, of course, was instrumental in in that movie. They oh were, yeah, they yeah. were the backing band for uh, what's what's dude's name? Matt Dillon. Yeah, Matt yeah, Dillon. Matt Dillon.
1: Yeah, I was thinking Matt Damon. I'm like, no, it's not Matt Damon.
0: It's, yeah, wrong, yeah, wrong, Matt. Matt. Yeah, yeah, Matt, <laughs> Matt.
3: Yeah,
0: Matt, Matt. Yeah. That's Matt his name, Dillon. Matt, Matt.
3: Well, what else was going on in the world in uh, 1991? Is that when the Iraq War started?
0: Uh sounds right. Yeah.
3: There you go, man. Protest away. <laughs> Ninety-one.
2: I wow. I. So, you know, it's a good point you're bringing up. So, so that's 31 years ago, and there is one of the things here I am defending this album, uh, trying to, trying to place it a little bit. Uh, so 31 years old and it was on the leading edge of a change in direction and, uh, hats off to him, Right. So oh, yeah. the music, yeah, the music before them, uh, the popular music was a little different uh than the music after them so they they made quite a quite an impact um creating almost a new kind of outlet De- definitely uh, new outlets the wrong word it's it was uh, a new um d- definitely derivative how's that they created their their own derivative and others followed in the wake so you got to give them credit for that um Maybe some of the ones that came along a little later uh, improved on it. There's nothing wrong with that, right? You, everybody stands on the shoulders of of others, uh, so maybe it didn't age as well because others refined it and, yeah. and made it a little better. You know,
1: uh, <clears throat> nothing wrong with that. You know, I, I honestly think grunge was a response to. The popularity of hair metal at the time you know the hair metal scene had gotten almost absurd at that point maybe it was <laughs> almost. almost maybe it was almost <laughs> maybe, it was t- maybe it was totally absurd at that poison point, motley
0: know. crew i mean they, they right were-
1: right it, it, they, they were selling a lifestyle which was you know mostly just made up but you know it was a fantasy right. kind of thing and, and it's like the real world at some point had to creep back creep back into it and it's almost like grunge was you know the swinging the pendulum back
0: right the, Probably uh, well, that, was, so. that was one of the things that i thought was interesting about the grunge movement and and tom had brought this up uh months ago when we talked about bad religion he he said he didn't like uh he wasn't a real big bad religion fan i've forgiven you tom but uh i am uh, now <laughs> 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 it's okay it's okay but uh uh Because of their production, you know, the, the, the polished production of, of bad religion kind of is anti-punk and, and uh, uh, that's, that's one of the things that grunge really, really was trying to go for as well. You know, they weren't going for the, the big spit and polish dream that, uh, that hair metal was going for you know uh they were they were unpolished and that was you were supposed to be four or five guys sitting in a room uh playing their instruments and making music right Mm -hmm. uh and and that's what grunge was supposed to be they were supposed to be real yeah yeah
1: no it was definitely a back to earth kind of thing you know
3: you know a comment on hair metal though uh, it's so sad that so many great metal bands kind of got sucked into the hair metal umbrella. Someone, I
4: mean,
1: a few of the bands have survived. Out. I mean, Bon Jovi. I mean, I'm sure he still sells out shows pretty good. Maybe not, you know.
3: Singing country now. Yeah. Well, amongst like other that. things. Pop yeah, country, yeah. Well, you yeah. Know, whatever they call that shit. Right, but I think it's country <laughs> metal now. There uh, we go.
0: Country, country hard Why rock. Oh.
1: Why not? But you know, we the should start that behind. genre. Why not? Yeah. <laughs> it's uh I don't recognize today's country music anyway, for the most part. So right. it's uh we'll get to that on the next next <laughs> time. Right. <That's>, uh, right. <laughs> but yeah, no, I mean maybe it was a depressing bringing down to earth when that's happening and we got a war starting in 91 and stuff like that and it's so it was time for a change yeah the hair hair metal
2: bands had been around since what 82 quiet riot and all that stuff uh so you know you're looking at nine, ten years by that point it was time to time time for it to evolve um so a little personal story here It, it isn't about uh unfortunately it's not about Pearl Jam it's about Nirvana but uh this was all along 91 uh uh Holly and I you know Dayton and and she called me one Sunday morning and she's like man I gotta tell you this was wild she said I'm watching Saturday Night Live and the band on Saturday Night Live is this band I'd never heard of they're I think they're called Nirvana or something I'm like okay now I never heard of them and uh she starts telling me how not hair band they are and how she said they played, they sounded great. And then they started smashing everything in sight. And I thought, okay, I got (laughs) to I got to hear this band. I got to know more about these guys. Mm -hmm. So, uh, uh, that's sort of how I was introduced to the grunge scene. Um, that's my first, first bit into grunge. Uh, was was nirvana and the saturday night live show
1: pretty cool i'm not surprised it's nirvana because they were huge i'm not a huge nirvana fan i, I did like smells like teen spirit to song most of the other stuff i could do without but well and even it,
3: saturday night live right used to they, be a whole lot more on the edge and right you could right. see a band like nirvana that was first starting out you know, yeah yeah I mean, you had Tom Waits, you had Zappa. You, I mean, early Saturday Night Live had some great music, not all, but. And some of it,
2: they, they took risks. Tom, what you're saying is, not to turn this into a conversation about Saturday Night Live, but they were willing to take the risk of putting somebody on that, that ultimately is going to fizzle out and not get anywhere.
3: They were um, edgy.
2: Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. And well, they and, probably uh, weren't paying
1: them much. So people were probably doing it for exposure. I don't know that. Maybe they were paying them a huge sum of money. I don't know, but it seemed like early Saturday night live was kind of a low budget affair anyway. And somehow Lauren Michaels was convinced the network to let them run it in the middle of the night on Saturday and where no, where no one was paying attention to the network, well, what was going on.
3: <laughs> but, uh, I, I mean, just in general, there was a lot more room for edginess. Sure. Yeah. Sure. I don't know that we have all that. Uh, I think with there, I right?
1: think with social media and stuff, if you're gonna if you're gonna go for edginess, you need to be totally edgy the entire time. You know, it's but if you're gonna try to be more more centric of a show which saturday night live to me these days seems more centric it doesn't seem terribly edgy anymore like it used to be but maybe i'm just old and bitter i don't know but so <laughs> if you're not going to be that then you don't have the edgy acts.
3: I, know, it's I out would, there it's in niches
0: i would yeah. think that like like we were saying earlier you know hair hair metal was king or queen whichever you want to call hair metal because they were kind of androgynous uh <laughs> They, they, were, they were on top for, for quite some time. And, and then the pendulum swung, right? And the pendulum hasn't stopped, just like evolution hasn't stopped. You know, we're, we're not the penultimate human beings. We haven't met the penultimate music yet. So, you know, it's going to keep changing and changing and changing on us.
1: Now, you say that, but Led Zeppelin did exist. So, you know, we're talking about penultimate music. I'm, I'm, I'm not saying we haven't seen God. Okay. We're just not done evolving we're just yet. just not done yet. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes evolution doesn't go in your favor. Right. You
2: know? Right. <laughs> well, I've said it before, and I'll say it again. If you listen to, to old blues music, and I mean that stuff that doesn't, you know, I, the recording I, quality is poor. I think one or two reading, of us do. Yeah. yeah, you're you're gonna hear a lot of the inspiration, and I'm using that word. Boy, that's the lightest word I can use for some Led Zeppelin songs.
1: <laughs>
2: yeah, inspiration. Yeah, they were
1: definitely, they were definitely inspiration. <laughs> yeah, absolutely,
2: inspiration.
1: <laughs> they may have even evolved a few of the songs. Uh, you know possibly. Uh, possibly. <laughs> They did Possibly the best they could. Yeah. You, let, let's not get on the Let's Have One tangent. Right. Too far. Even though, even though I know I brought it, I brought it up. So. Pearl Jam. It's
0: Pearl a, Jam 10. Pearl Jam yeah. 10.
1: All, all 11 songs of Pearl Jam 10. their
0: all first songs of Pearl Jam 10. Their the first physical album.
3: graffiti of the 1990s. There you go. Yeah. So. I know.
1: So, who Boy, what, what would have been the physical graffiti of the grunge?
3: Era. don't even and, start of the, the, the boy that the physical graffiti of the grunge movement now, yeah we we've had Red. this
0: conversation already today and said they weren't grunge but i'm gonna throw it on the table bad motor finger
1: yeah it was a great album it really was and they had the uh, bonus if you bought the early one you had the bonus cd that's where they reworked some of the songs and had some of yeah. the Native American speeches in them and stuff like
0: yeah. that. Yeah. It was uh, one of the one of the finest bands to ever exist. They they were called a grunge band. Uh, yeah. that that was oh, all right.
1: Maybe I'm confusing bad motorfanger with super unknown as far as the bonus scene. Uh, like,
0: uh, I, I don't know. I get well, confused. I was a big fan of
1: Super Unknown also. So
0: Well, maybe you'll
2: inspire them to release an extra an extra disc now. <laughs> look at it that way (laughs) maybe (laughs) maybe so i noticed an interesting thing reading up on this album that i've never seen before maybe you guys have uh but so i knew their album was released in 91 and i started looking at the big songs that were released from it i didn't know oceans was one of the one of the big songs from it but they released them i'm gonna recite some dates here july 91 that was alive. April, 92 for Evenflow, September 27th, 92 for Jeremy. And December 7th, 1992 for Oceans. So you're looking at a span of almost a year and a half where they're slowly releasing songs off of the same album.
1: Yeah. Um, I just wonder if the other ones were charting still and are waiting for something to fall off the chart before... I, I'm sure.
3: I, I mean, bands they they gave they gave music more time back then, and right? You know, it's yeah. uh, they they it's milked true. every one of those singles, and I mean, you don't. It's attention deficit disorder today. That right. doesn't happen. Does well, anybody yeah an with- Did anybody?
0: An I'm ahead. sorry. I was no, just going to ask. Part. Did anybody? Uh, did anybody go see them on their tour? this? Can't,
1: can't say I've seen them live. That's yeah. too
2: poor.
0: Right, right.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. concert money was pretty uh, in a low supply back in the early 90s for me.
3: Right. So. I think I did see Ozzy <laughs> that year, though. I wasn't How's too that? poor to go see Ozzy.
2: I was gonna say, how did you manage that? Did you sneak in or what?
3: Well, there's a big difference <laughs> between fucking Ozzy and Pearl Jam.
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> you will skip meals to go you, see Ozzy. You, you, you'll scrounge some money to go see Ozzy. Right, right.
0: <laughs> well, I've never were, seen
1: <laughs> Ozzy live either.
3: So. <laughs> you were
0: seeing Ozzy. I saw. I did see Ozzy. I saw Ozzy with uh, with Metallica as it when when they uh when wow. they together.
3: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I wish I would have went to that show. That was a Master of Puppets tour. Yeah, sure was. Uh, Wow.
1: And Metallica was probably opening for Ozzy back then, right? Yeah, definitely. So, wonder how that'd go today. You know, it's. I don't know. I don't know if Ozzy'd be willing to be an opening act, and I don't. And I wouldn't blame him if he wouldn't be willing to be an opening act, even if it was to.
3: Well, he's kind of become a parody of himself at this point. Well, we all I... have, haven't we? <laughs> well, <laughs> no, I, I don't think that's the case. But I'd say definitely for us. He's, he's,
0: he's interesting. There's no doubt about that.
3: I still remember the scene from that TV
1: show he was doing on MTV, and his wife was showing him off the new stage for their tour. She goes, hang on, watch this. And there's like these bubbles that come bubbling up or something like that. And she goes, it's bubbles. And he's like, I'm the Prince of Darkness. I can't have
4: bubbles.
1: (laughs) 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 And then you know, he probably had to yell for
3: for help or something. (laughs) Probably. (laughs) She's quite a jam.
2: uh, Oh, sorry, Tom. I was just gonna
3: say she's quite a businesswoman. I mean, she's she is she she is savvy. Yeah. Keeping him alive. She's done great things. Great things.
1: Business savvy. Most bands should be lucky to have a manager like Sharon Osborne. So that's, uh... Brett, what were you saying?
2: Oh yeah, sorry. I I was gonna talk about Pearl Jam. So sorry about that. <laughs> oh no, no no! How dare no, you no, get no. us off topic? Oh no 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 no!
1: I, I think we should have reminders that go off every a few minutes to go back to the album, back to the band you so. so
2: so I I I only did like I said I I didn't do a bunch of Wikipedia or or internet searching on Pearl Jam. I just wanted to understand a little bit of why i didn't have the slightest idea who these guys were or the album or anything i was trying to figure that out as much about myself
1: but and i, I can understand still- you not knowing who they are in the 90s but they've been uh, huge for
2: decades
1: now well you know? keep
2: I, in uh, mind well that's my next question so so what are they doing now what do they do what have they done comparable to any of this
3: i I have not met a Pearl Jam fan for like twenty years, and I I, I, I'm trying to figure out who the hell still goes and listens to. I I used to work with a guy. Used to work with a guy, nice guy,
1: but yeah, he he was uh, Pearl Jam. If he could see him live, he would go see him live. Yeah. Now I'm I'm sure their live shows are spectacular. I mean, they got huge crowds and stuff. So obviously, people are something's going on there, right? Yeah.
0: And don't forget uh, uh, Temple of the Dog too
1: well yeah temple the dog Dog. i'll pull that out and listen to it yeah and before that was mother love bone which is an album i considered you know putting on here this compilation album they had right Yeah, which was unfortunate how that ended but uh, it did lead to it did lead to temple the dog and led to pearl jam right so that's uh silver lining
0: yeah, so so they're they've got some stuff. I, I'm sure they yeah. I'm sure they all live in gated communities at this point.
1: <laughs> yeah, you brought that up earlier. Do you have insight <laughs> yeah. whether he lives in a gated
0: community? No, I, I just uh I, I I forget what it was. Uh I I had seen some video where somebody and I forget who it was who was talking, but somebody was uh playing some video on YouTube where Eddie Vetter was uh protesting something and <laughs> and somebody was complaining about Eddie Vedder protesting something and somebody was complaining about the person complaining about Eddie Vedder protesting <laughs> and, and it was like a, a it was like a choo-choo train of people complaining about complaining about complaining about you know. complaining about yeah. so I got completely lost about who was complaining about what but uh, the one thing that stuck with me was everybody was talking about Eddie better living in a gated community. So, <laughs> <laughs> so that's the part. I, 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 I
1: hate to say it when you probably get to a certain level, it's almost be impossible to live somewhere where you weren't in that type of community, right? right. Either you would have to live out in a country in the middle of nowhere, like where Brett lives, or <laughs> you would have to, uh, you know, you'd have to live if you're going to live in a more populated area in a gated controlled access kind of, Right. Up either a gated community or in a building with you know guards. Right. uh, As much as that would suck. I can totally see that happening. until you run out of money. (laughs) Right, right. Well, you know he's an
2: interesting well, he's an interesting guy, you know, uh Eddie Vetter. And and reading a little bit about his history. I came to understand maybe a little bit about what drives the um, desire to change things. Um, You know, he, he did not have the life of luxury growing up. Um, I I seem to recall that he was um, changing jobs. He had some pretty mundane things going on. Um, He definitely didn't have somebody just handing him a million dollars, you know, when he's young and said, go, go make music. I mean, he earned this thing. I got to give him credit for that. Um, but it was not an easy path for him and, and he believed, um, but you can kind of understand how even though he made it, he still remembers some of the, some of the crap he went through. And I, I think that, that he wants to change some of that. He's got his idea of why that crap existed and exists to this day. And he wants to change it now. Whether he's right or not is subject to considerable debate, but he certainly is not shy about expressing his opinions on name your (laughs) name, your topic, you know, Um, I still haven't figured out.
3: Go ahead, Tom. I I was just looking at his Wikipedia page. He is a great admirer of the late American science fiction author, Kurt Vonnegut. Uh, Me too i'm a
0: fan, a fan. okay yep. great can't complain about that
3: that's good stuff
0: yeah
1: yeah and, you know Vonnegut was labeled sci-fi but and that's true but it was more than that he was almost a mark Twainish commentator on society right that was the last thing <laughs> so I,
3: I always view him very similar to how i view like a frank zappa just uh more of a uh Social commentary uh, master yeah. that in multiple medias or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah we'll, uh, talk Kurt Vonnegut.
1: We'll, we'll talk about Carvana. Get we'll talk about Get on our book podcast that we're doing. So don't <laughs>
0: right, right. Don't yeah. don't let it all out now. <laughs> right, we got to save it for the,
1: the sirens of Titan book club thing we got coming up. So it's. Uh, <laughs> sirens of titan or slaughterhouse five or right breakfast
3: of champions any of those
0: drunken readings right Never yeah got it.
3: well do so we have anything else to say about pearl jam post <laughs> dry for me on pearl jam who how
0: what one final thing we normally talk about uh winners and losers no 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 uh we normally talk about favorite songs yeah so let's try that uh, oh oh
3: I gotta pull
1: that's up album West. That's a good question. I mean today, you know, this final song release I would probably go for. I don't think that's the one I would have picked earlier in my life as my right. favorite on the album, but re-listening to it again a few times this
3: week, I was like,
1: I really like that one.
3: You know, that's that's, that's cool. the one that stood out to me today when I re-listened. Yeah. And looking at Spotify, it's one of those that's got it's
1: in a lower num- it's in the lower half of the album for plays which it's is nine minutes long. long. And, right. Well, it's got kind of a pause and then an extra thing at the end of it there. Right. But yeah, it's uh yeah, but I think that's the one today I would pick. Now earlier earlier in my life probably would have picked once the first song on the album. I just and I, I gotta give it to him. That one hit hard right off the bat. I mean it set it set a tone that the earlier songs I think really hit well and then you know, as you started getting a Jeremy and then Oceans and stuff after that, it started mellowing out a touch, and I, I just think they did a nice job of putting these songs together on the album. Like, you always want to start strong and end strong, and I think they they did that.
2: So I knew this question was coming, and the first time I listened to this album, I thought, "Dang, I got to pick a favorite one out of this," and I. I know that sounds negative. So I was. Oh, a I've been bit there. Of... Would you like? Having... Would you like to
0: call it a least disliked? <laughs>
2: well,
0: I knew this so would
1: I... not be a Brett Jordan type of uh, album. Uh, so it's
0: well. So I
2: don't want to sound so negative about it. So I listened to it again. This time I was thinking, okay, what do I like best? And I decided to go with the one I could understand the lyrics the most on. <laughs> <laughs> All, right. <laughs> All right. All right. All right. <laughs> So I may be wrong, but I went with with even flow because at least Love I, I yeah, that's a good song. I, I was probably hey. around 10, 15% of the words on that one I got. <laughs> roughly.
1: Even flow has almost got 372 million uh, listens on Spotify. So it's like okay. It's up there.
0: Yeah. It's uh, country. country.
1: Yeah. It, it looks like it's number two after a live. It's so. a
0: solid country metal song. There we go. All
1: right, there we go. Not not about hallucinogenic jam
3: at all. So it's (laughs) it's about his tryst with Taylor Swift, right? Oh man,
1: how do you date Taylor Swift and know that somehow you're not going to end up in a song before it's said and done? You know,
0: (laughs) I think that's got to be the hope, right? Right, I think so. You will be in a song.
1: Yeah, it's uh,
0: it's like how many songs can I get in?
2: Well, yeah, but Carly Simon, she she cornered the market. Well, you're right, she out. did
1: with uh, "You're So Vain." Yeah, right. yeah. So, uh, it's, uh, did they ever verify that was about, or yeah. is that still? It always is still out there. Yeah, okay. yeah. I
2: don't think she ever said. It has been suggested it's Mick Jagger, and Mick Jagger would have helped her write it. So,
1: <laughs> okay. <laughs> I remember there was a contest where I thought whoever bid the most on some charity she was going to tell them who the song she did was about yeah i don't think that person ever released told anyone else who it was
2: about sworn to secrecy and uh and she did it publicly she like whispered in their ear in front of cameras who it was and uh that was it it's
1: like the name of the doctor you know
2: (laughs) right (laughs) Right.
3: (laughs) bob what was your favorite
0: you know i'll I'll do it kind of uh kind of like Derek did you know um many many years ago uh my my favorite would have been alive hmm. uh, and now I don't know what my favorite would have been i i I don't dislike any of the songs sure uh i but I I listened to them, and you know they—they they all said something to to twenty-one-year-old me. Sure, right. That that they don't say to fifty-two-year-old me.
3: No, I get that. I totally get go. that. Totally. I get think that. you just you just described why I don't think this thing aged well. That that's and, very well put.
0: And I I don't. I, I I it's not that I, I don't dislike them. I, I don't know anything, you know, other than that. It's just uh I I don't have I guess uh you know feelings are different than they were then.
1: Well you are you're we're in different places in our life now.
0: Right than we were then, obviously.
1: You know yeah, and, so. and, and we're done just older, hopefully we're wiser, although I debate well, that at I, times. I yeah, <laughs> I
0: I I question the wisdom. Uh, of of living to 52 at any point in time but uh uh i i certainly think it's wiser than the other choice so uh, i i don't know i i hesitate to answer
1: you know for me probably when i started questioning mortality in life was probably at age 41 as weird as that sounds because 41 was a tough year for me just because i was over 40 Right. You know, 40 wasn't so bad, but now I'm over 40 (laughs) and started looking at the second half of life. Right. You know, and it's like, okay, where's it going? And so I totally get when you guys are saying, well, I didn't age well in the respect of I'm not where I was at 21 than I am now in my early 50s. And, you know, the album doesn't appeal to me as much now. And you're right. If it came out now, I probably wouldn't have latched onto it the way I did. Right did back then you know but there's probably a lot of bands that i wouldn't latch onto now that i
0: did sure but you know that that's a that's an interesting point though you know because some songs uh like like this you you hear when you're when you're 18 20 15 whatever and they're they're kind of yours for life right yeah right and they they you're 95 years old and you hear that song and it takes you back to yeah. where you were, and some yeah. some they mean something then, and they they don't take you back. It's interesting how that works.
1: Yeah, well, if we've had previous conversations where we've talked about the music that the younger generations listen to, and I always like, well, let let the kids have their music. We had our music, right? You know, you know, sure doesn't appeal to me, but then again, I'm not 18 years old. Ours but is better. Time, our, <laughs> I'm, I, well, sure. I think our parent I think our parents felt the same way. So, you know, it's uh but so yeah, no, totally get different place in life and would have a different appeal, but I also recognize like you were saying. Hey, that song takes me back. And that's uh so I don't know if you guys remember we were having a discussion about schoolroom pizza sure. at one uh-huh. point on uh-huh. our chat, you know, our group chat and it dawned on me then. It's like, I mean, like when we brought it up, I mean, I instantly could taste. I can't right now. Right. And I haven't (laughs) had that pizza in what, decades. So, you know, and it was just like, holy cow. Got a little piece of it
0: still running around in the stomach. Right.
1: The brain is a funny (laughs) thing, you know, so you hear a song or you think about something you haven't thought about in decades and it just comes
3: right, right back. Well, for you with this album, were there any songs like that?
1: I, I think once did originally because you know that that seemed like an angrier song, and maybe I was just an angrier person back then. Just you, maybe or maybe angry is not the right word. Maybe I just had more energy, you <laughs> know. And that song had a lot of energy. Right. Whereas, like I mentioned, now I like release, which is a much more mellow song. And you know, I think it's just uh, a phase in life. I'm not out to change the world anymore. If I do, great. But you know, it's not. It's not on my agenda. Right. You know, and I think um, so, yeah. So I think probably once brought it back, once it just started playing and kicked, and then the rest of the album fell right into place in the memory at that point. There's probably other bands I could listen to, probably listen to Dark Side of the Moon. And even though that album was released in 72, I really didn't get into it until I was probably 16 or 17, and I could probably fall right back in and start having this Russian memories right from stuff that was going on back then
2: and you some of the dark side of the dark side of the moon that's a
1: whole different <laughs> oh no 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 I, it is it is but i'm just comparing it as uh one of those mile markers right and yeah or one of those guideposts
0: okay gentlemen let's uh let's 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 uh close the books on this uh this chapter of uh, of pearl jam 10 all right
1: sounds good. good
0: hey everybody thanks for listening to the late night playlist thanks for sticking around and paying attention to us anyway next time on the late night playlist we will be listening to buck owens live at carnegie hall one of the best live albums ever made so you want to be sure to pay attention to that one Anyway, see you next time, and yee-haw!